Hi, Bree. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Anthony? Oh, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. Welcome, uh, people listening to the Review Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Bree. And this is a podcast in which we uh, review movies. At least one of us has seen uh, every movie that we watch. And uh, we go we- ahead and watch it again. And then we review it. And then we review it. Uh, so we are compiling a list of the top 100 best movies of all time. I can't remember how many are on our list. I think there's only three, right? Halloween, Jurassic Park, and Jurassic Park 2. I think we both have the same list right now. So, um, And then we have the honorable mention. The honorable mentions, which I have not been keeping track of. but um, <laughs> I think I've only honorable mentioned one movie. Which one? Um, H2O? No, it was um, Halloween 3. Oh, good call with the honorable mention. We, I think, did we give a dishonorable mention to Halloween 6? Yes. Oh, great. <laughs> dishonorable mention. Yeah, we gave a dishonorable mention, I think, to that one. I don't know if I can remember that. But wow. here we are, once again, falling into pieces. Um, and let me, like, let me pre- like get everybody in the mood, mood for what we're going to do. Are you in the mood yet? Oh, baby, am I in the mood for dinos? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Uh, we're back with dinosaurs. We did Jurassic Park, and then a few episodes ago, we did Jurassic Park, The Lost World. And, and we're back we at are. it again. We're back at it again with 2001's Jurassic Park 3. No subtitle there. Uh, They were thinking about a couple of them. I'm uh, getting into behind the scenes already. But uh, they were thinking about a couple of them, such as uh, Jurassic Park Extinction. But uh, They don't extinct them. The producers didn't want it to feel like it was the end of the franchise in totality. Because they didn't know where they were going to go from there. Um, But yeah, they just settled on the simplified Jurassic Park 3, which I thought was fine. I don't I don't care. I guess I just don't care when movies have subtitles or not. Me either. Like Marvel started doing that after a while where they were like, it's not Thor 2, it's Thor the Dark World. Uh, it's not Thor 3. Yeah, it's Thor Ragnarok. And I guess that's fine for like Marvel, but I guess I just don't care. I don't care right? either. Like if they were just to call it Thor 2, I'd be completely fine. My God, we call it Thor 2. Yeah. I, I, don't, I forget the... Until you just said the Dark World, I I was like, what? Well, Thor the Dark World is what we've ranked as one one of of the poopiest poopier (laughs) Marvel movies. We did a whole like ranking thing where we each drafted. Don't uh, you? Yeah, don't don't you ever do that? (laughs) Um, So we're watching Jurassic Park 3, and Anthony has some really cool behind the scenes stuff. Yo, let's get started. I'm the dinosaur girl. Like, I'll tell you the behind the. Well, I'll tell you the straight poop about the dinosaurs. You're going to get poop on the robot. You're going to get all the poop, the straight poop, because the main villain of Jurassic Park three is recently within the last couple of years, we've learned new things about this dinosaur. And so I'm super excited to talk about it. Yeah. If you've been keeping up with the literature. Yeah. Because you don't you keep up with the literature. <laughs> Come on, the dinosaur literature. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish I keep up with the dinosaur literature. Um before we get started, Bree, I have a couple of questions to a ask couple. you. A couple of questions. What thrills you? What thrills me? Mm-hmm. I am thrills a roller coaster junkie. Ooh, what's your favorite roller coaster? Are we talking about 
roller coaster, any roller coaster in the whole world. Any roller coaster in the whole world. Do you remember? I, it doesn't exist anymore. Iron Wolf. Yes, I do. I do remember the Iron at Six Flags Great America. I loved Iron mm -hmm. Wolf. I do remember you the Iron you, Wolf. It was you stand up and they put the uh the heart the safety harness like in your crotch. Oh yeah, it's a horrible ride for men. All the velocity <laughs> goes straight into your nuts. <laughs> and I I think I I've wrote, ridden the Iron Wolf once. If I in, in because a close, of my nuts in a close second, I would have to say raging bull and we've gone on i've made you go on raging bull back to back before because mm -hmm. i'm yeah. a freaking crazy person yeah, well yeah sometimes we hit up the six flags and we get there on a good day and there's not a lot of lines and let's do that again we just go let's run it one more time uh we've done that with a few i've gone on flags. i've done raging bull four times in a row when i got there really super early didn't you say you got like uh vertigo or something yeah. from it <laughs> or it was I like mean, you got dizzy but, yeah and if we're talking about like my favorite ever ride carnival ride probably super dangerous um the zipper remind me of what the zipper, the zipper is it goes in a circle and you're in a cage and the cage spins so while the, exactly so while the ride about. is going in a circle you are also constantly spinning you could die but it's like it's a carnival ride. i did that like maybe 10 times in a row because i when i was little my mom would get on sundays the carnival would have wristbands yeah, that were yeah. cheaper than the, all mm -hmm. the other days. No, and then I remember. My mom would take us all day Sunday from like, like maybe noon to like four, yeah. and all we did was ride all the rides. Yeah, so nothing else was open. I remember <laughs> when I was a little kid, I was deathly afraid of those carnival rides just because I'm like, what happens if it breaks and I fly off? Then I'm dead. What and, a way, what a way yeah, to go. What a way to go. So. There was at one time I was just like, I'm doing it. I'm taking the plunge. And I went on that like Pharaoh boat ride where it rocks oh, back that. and forth and it goes all the way back. And I was like hanging on for dear life to the, uh, the harness that they put on you. And after it was done, I felt so accomplished and proud of myself. <laughs> I'm like, I did it. I ran through it and I faced my fears and I'm proud of myself. And I went to my mom and I said, I'm going to remember this day for the rest of my life. And you know what? <laughs> I remember so it to <laughs> so far. <laughs> um, what thrills you? What thrills me? Um, I get a thrill off of like being validated at work. <laughs> what a loser i know i'm so bad um i i could have said i get a thrill off finishing books because i do but i picked roller coasters oh you know i got a, i got a better answer i got a better answer because so when i am on my way to work in the morning and i just like uh i, I down like a bunch of coffee in the morning i just get so fired up on my ride to work <laughs> that like I, I think of so oh god i'm gonna be such a nerd here i'm gonna be such a nerd i think about movies I think about movies. Do you pretend you're in one? No, I don't pretend. I, do I just think about like often. what's cool about movies. And like, so the other day, I, uh, you, I know you hate this movie and you do it to spite Drive. me. It's Drive. Uh, I love that fucking movie. I love it. And I think it's so well made and directed and, and shot where I was thinking about it. And I was thinking about that every frame of painting video where it talks about the quadrant system. Uh, and how Drive uses the quadrants. And I got like so fired up in my car ride to work. I'm like, I fucking love movies. <laughs> like Movies are great. And I like teared up a little. I'm like, I love movies. But yeah, I just get that thrills me. Being like hyped up on caffeine and then thinking about movies. 
I get like similar thrills from like when I'm listening to like a song. I can come up with my in my brain as I'm driving to work like the perfect music video for the song, mm-hmm. and I get pumped up about that. I'm like, oh, that's such a good idea. I should write it down. I never do. Yeah, that's what tends to happen. <laughs> because with I'm like, a lot who's gonna hire me to make their music video? No one. <laughs> well, we're we're still trying to write that Buster Rhymes karate movie. So one day we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. If anybody still, or if we if we have contact with Buster Rhymes' agent, like just let us know. Let us know. We've got a we got a good idea for a movie for him. Do you have any other questions for me, sir? Oh, I have one more question for you before yes. we get into it today. Um, my question for you is, what's your breeze treat for this week? Breeze treat. This one's a hard one. Everybody, get your pencils and paper <laughs> because we're gonna make a raptor egg. Whoa. I know. So what you're going to need is you're going to need like melting chocolate. Go to Michael's, pick up some melting chocolate. It's around right now. It's pre-Easter, you know. Easter. It's pre-Easter because after Valentine's Day, they don't care about any, they don't care about anything else coming up. They're like, Easter stuff is out. Get yourself like a medium sized Easter egg. You're going to like poke a hole in it. Like in the bottom. In the bottom. Yeah. Like a... And then what you're going to do is you're going to melt your melting chocolate. You're going to pour it in the egg, shake it around, and pour the excess out that hole that you drilled. Oh, so you have, like, the outline of the egg. So you're going to make the shell of the egg. Mm -hmm. I've seen, like, on Facebook, people that are, uh, like, chocolate sculptors. I've seen them do that. So... And while it's still like warm, because then you got to freeze it, right? Yeah, you're gonna freeze it, and then that hole that you're gonna put like sprinkles in it, so that when you crack it open with your hot tar, which is just gonna be dark chocolate, you melt. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna put the egg on vanilla ice cream, and then you're gonna pour the hot tar on top, and then the egg is gonna like hatch, and there's gonna be sprinkles in it. What How are those like dead that? baby raptors? No, it's just fun sprinkles. Oh, just fun sprinkles. <laughs> it's fun sprinkles. Um, just don't, yeah, don't steal the raptor egg. Yeah. Don't don't take it and put it in your bag. Because they apparently are very good at knowing where that thing is. Clever girl. Clever girl. All right. Well, that's a nice little breeze treat. And um, I think it's easy enough. If you're really, I guess I wouldn't be able to do it. I could, though. No, yeah, you totally could. The only if you thing really, I will... If you had time, you, you could do it. I could do it tomorrow. Do it then. Bitch, do it. (laughs) Are you buying me the egg and all the ingredients to do it? No. Exactly. Um, Shut up. All right. Well, why don't we get get into it? Uh, Jurassic Park 3. I will go. I have a ton of behind the scenes. uh, (laughs) Go ahead, Anthony. I have a ton of behind the scenes. And I have a bunch of dinosaur stuff. So go ahead and do your behind the scenes stuff. Like you always I do. love that we know our roles. And I'm our roles are very girl. defined. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jurassic Park 3 uh, comes out in 2001. I initially thought it came out in 2004, so I was wrong. Um, I do remember very slightly this coming out in theaters when I was a wee boy, but not too, too, uh, not too much. So Jurassic Park 3 is not directed by Steven Spielberg. I did not know that until I did the further research. And I was like, because I told Brie when we were watching the movie, I'm like, something feels off about this movie. It doesn't feel like the past two Jurassic Park movies have been. And then when I looked it up and I was like, oh, this isn't directed by Steven Spielberg. It's directed by Joe Johnston. And you were like, maybe that's why this movie feels off a little bit. Um, And I also think 
when Spielberg makes Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park The Lost World, both of those were a commentary on some sort of human right it's like human experience thing like uh, if jurassic park has has definite social commentary on like billionaires and scientists playing god like messing with nature uh, which you you thought about you that you sh- could do it but you didn't think about should you do it and then the second thing. one it's more like we don't mess with nature and its habitats like you know these these animals should you should leave it don't disturb mm-hmm. their natural areas and like it's also on game hunting. There's like commentary yeah. on game hunting. And it just feels like, and that's why I, I felt comfortable adding both of those movies to the list. And I think this one, because it's not directed by Spielberg, it says something. I just, just don't know what it is. It, it just doesn't, <laughs> it's not a social comment. It's not social commentary. Well, what it's, does it say? Family? A, is it a family a, it's movie? It's a family. It's like, um, do anything for family. Do anything for family. Put your differences aside to mm. rescue your son when he's trapped on a, like uni- a dinosaur it's island. It's like more about family unification. Like this, they brought this whole family back together again. Yeah. Parents who couldn't even stand in the same room as each other. Right, right. It's, I believe, I mean, fall back in love. <laughs> Why is it always up to Dr. Alan Grant to like care for children bring families together what is what does he get well, that role dr alan grant in this movie i mean in all the movies he's been like a kid hating guy i don't he, well I don't okay like let's kids. talk about I how i don't do the kid thing and i in in the book he lo- alan grant loves kids well let's talk about how i and i looked at you when we watched this movie i'm like I don't think Grant is a likable character at all. In, in the books, he is so likable. Because I was thinking back to Jurassic Park because 1. Grant doesn't come back. I was thinking about the, the Jurassic Park 1 where the moment we're introduced to Alan Grant is like he's one-upping a kid. And he's like publicly embarrassing a child. And I was like, okay, wait to not make your main character likable. But then in this movie, it just seems like, I don't know... The way he acts and the way he talks is just, he's like, I just don't want to be but here. He, but he softens in this movie around. To the kid, the because k- the kid's like appreciative of his work. That's the whole reason. The other kid in Jurassic Park 1 was not appreciative of his work and was saying, oh, Velociraptor's like a big turkey. This kid's like, I read both of your books and I like the one before you went to the island. Because you, liked- you liked dinosaurs. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get. Okay, what else do we have okay, to say yeah, about the, sure. the movie? Um, okay, so Spielberg hands off directorial duties to Joe Johnston. Spielberg uh, was asked after directing The Lost World, would he do a third movie? And he said, "Ugh, just thinking about it gives me a headache because <laughs> he didn't. He really didn't want to do it." Um, so there's a lot of like weird production stuff to this movie. Um, there were initially. So there was four versions of the story, and we're going to go through all of them. Um, Lucky us. We're going to go through all of them, one more in detail than the others. So story one uh, was developed in early 2000, and it was a, uh, a concept that Spielberg thought of on his own, and it was initially going to be Grant being discovered having uh, been living on islands, Isla Sorna, and sneaking in after not being allowed to study the dinosaurs. But then Spielberg backtracked on the idea and said, 
Mm, no, because I can't really imagine that Grant would ever want to go back to the island if you're thinking about the essence of that character, which he's right. I think that was a good choice. Uh, so story number two is written a little while later, and it's uh, the only thing I think that we really know about it, or as far as I could find on it, was that it was about teenagers being stranded on Isla Sorna. And the main villain, Dino, in that movie was going to be the Aqua Dinosaur, the Kronosaurus, who I think later appears in Jurassic World. He is in Jurassic World. Yeah. He, I mean, can you really call any of the... Uh, I have a problem with calling any of these dinosaurs villains. No, the Spinosaurus is a villain. But is it? Because you're no, in... It is, you're, I, yes. But you're in its area. You're bothering its natural habitat we can talk about this later because i have a theory about the spinosaurus i have a theory too i feel like not it the got actual a... dinosaur but the character of the spinosaurus Me too. In the movie. i have a feeling it t- tasted human flesh because people kept coming to the island and now it has a real taste for it i think the spinosaurus is straight up written like a like a horror movie villain this is michael myers as a dinosaur he stalks like he's singularly targeting this group of humans but they're also the only people on the island mm. so if you've developed a taste for human flesh it's so different than i'm sorry i guess i think of it oh as don't, through don't like you a, sympathize with I, the I dinosaurs see it through, i see it through a wildlife conservation lens where it's like no one should have been there in the first place no i agree with that but the the actions of the spinosaurus are much different than the actions of the previous "quote unquote" villain dinosaurs from the other movies. Because I would even I would even but consider they're not, they're not Indominus villains. Rex not a villain. Indominus Rex totally a villain. But Indominus Rex was created, and it's like a mutant. It's doing what it was designed to do: be faster, scarier, more deadly. Can you blame it for doing exactly? I can't wait till we get into this movie because it's just a ton of bad ideas. And I would even say it for the other dinosaur they created, the Indoraptor. The Indoraptor, where it's like, if you created this thing to be exactly this, how could you be angry at it for being exactly what you designed? I don't think they're angry at it. I think they're just like, well, we don't want to die. The Spinosaurus. Well, though, these are the consequences of your own actions. The Spinosaurus, <laughs> though, I think is. A villain because of the actions that it takes in the movie. The Spinosaurus targets our group of humans and like stalks them. It lingers and looms over them like a horror movie villain. And it's much different than the T-Rex or the Velociraptors that we've seen in the last movies where this was a matter in the last movie of them invading the habitat of these dinosaurs and the dinosaurs responding to it. I don't think the Spinosaurus is responding to it. I think the Spinosaurus is fucking with them and like, but does it have the mental capabilities to, um, fuck with them? Because I, science will say, I would say no, I would say no, but the way it's written in this movie seems like it. I was like, cause science would have you believe that no, it didn't have the mental capabilities to fuck with anyone. No, I would agree with that. And I'll talk about that. that later. I would agree with science. <laughs> Thank you, I don't, science. I don't agree with Joe Johnson. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, the villain dino in story number two would have been the Kronosaurus, and they would have had a scene uh, where they the teenagers would have escaped raptors on motorcycles, to which we see that scene later on in Jurassic, Jurassic World with Chris Pratt. Um, they scrapped that idea because uh, the writer said that it seemed it felt too much like an episode of Friends, 
So they scrapped the whole idea after that. Um, story number three. I'm actually going to go into the uh, gory details of draft number three from the Jurassic Park 3 Wikipedia page because it sums it up pretty decently. And I'm going to try to go through it uh, somewhat quick. So the draft begins with a vacationing couple who go parasailing over Isla Sorna. They kept that one. Becoming the latest tourist to go missing there. A representative for the U.S. State Department, Harlan Finch, goes to Costa Rica and meets environmentalist Simone Garcia, who informs him of a recent dinosaur attack. Meanwhile, Dr. Alan Grant is seeking financial donors for a raptor research station that he wants to build on Isla Sorna. Finch offers Grant exclusive research rights to the island if he will help the U.S. government acquire jurisdiction over it. Grant agrees and is scheduled to testify along with Simone at a hearing to be held the next day in San Jose, Costa Rica. Grant also meets Paul Roby, a wealthy businessman who offers him a donation if he will host an aerial tour of Isla Sorna. that. Grant agrees and they fly over the island prior to the hearing along with Grant's graduate student, Billy Hume. What? I thought kept you were going to say, yep, they kept that. <laughs> and Paul's uh, 12-year-old son, Miles, a dinosaur enthusiast. Also on the tour is Paul's bodyguard, Cooper, and Susan Brentworth, Paul's business associate and girlfriend. The plane is forced to land on the island after hitting an unidentified object. As it takes off again, it hits a Spinosaurus and crashes. After that. The story would then alternate between the island and San Jose, Costa Rica. The hearing would reveal that dinosaur attacks have been taking place in various mainland locations ranging from the Baja California Peninsula to Panama. Finch becomes concerned. Exciting, because that's like one of the plot points of the book. Oh, is that, it? That like the dinosaurs have been escaping the island mm-hmm. and they are on the mainlands yeah. in the thick of like forests, which is super cool. Oh, you just got hyped up right there. You got so fired up on that. Because I love seeing, because what this movie does really well is it takes... This one or the one that we watched? This, the well... The The one I'm reading? No, the one we just watched and what you're reading right now is like, they took bits and pieces from the books Mm -hmm. that were not included in the movies, the previous movies, and kind of took them as inspiration for this third movie yeah so i can appreciate that because i'm a big fan of the books Mm -hmm. finch becomes concerned that the dinosaurs are breeding thus posing a worldwide problem same thing in the book well yeah okay um the island scenes would largely play out the same as the final film although the aviary and ingen laboratory sequences were much longer and more complex in this draft Part of the script would involve the humans spending the night in the laboratory and making it their base of operation, although velociraptors would eventually sneak into the lab after Billy stole their eggs. The humans would escape on dirt bikes and later take refuge in treetops. Cooper would die to velociraptors while protecting Miles, and Billy would die to a pterodon during an aviary sequence. Near the end of the draft, the U.S. government sends in fighter jets to bomb the island and destroy its dinosaur population. So that happens in the book. In the first book, yeah. Yeah. Uh, In the process, Robbie is spotted by a pilot, and he and his family are rescued from the island. However, Grant refuses to leave, and in his final scene, retreats into the jungle, incorporating Spielberg's initial idea of Grant being on the island in seclusion. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. What do you think about that one? I like some of the aspects of it. I thought it was it. interesting. I, I guess I would have I had guess, to see the final I product. don't think people would want the science 
like the paleontology kind of part of it where like someone like me who's like very much into paleontology into everything that's dinosaur i would watch that and again i point out in like and when in this movie when grant is giving this lecture and everyone's like lackluster applause i was like i'd be but then they all have questions i'm like i would be pumped to be at this lecture be like this is the guy this is the guy that was on the island. Oh no, I would just be excited about all the vocalizations. Oh, you're the kid. He... You're the kid in the in the movie where you're like, I liked your book before you went to the <laughs> island. <laughs> so let's get into it. Oh uh, so well, it... okay, not yet because I got more. I got more behind the scenes for oh, you. God. There's more. Um, I gotta put on my dino hat for this story four. Here, let me pass. Okay. Um, story four was a slight rewrite to make it a simpler rescue mission plot. Uh, it was rewritten five weeks before filming the movie. Excellent. $18 million had already been spent on the movie. Excellent. Uh, Johnson said this of the relationship between Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler. He said, I never saw them as a couple. Would you agree with that? They were never a couple. He, I know that they were a, never a couple. She was but they a had, student. They, did they have the potential to be a couple? Oh, they totally did. They yeah. still have... The actors have chemistry. Mm-hmm. What, what are you going to do about it? I'm so excited to see the new movie oh, where they're, they're both, both going to be in it. In it. Yeah, I let's like... get fired up on it. Um, <laughs> we did a little dance <laughs> that you didn't see. Um, so no, no final script was written, like, ever. There was no final script for this movie. They shot essentially without a script. Um, They shot with a few scenes and a few things written. They had a whole first act done, a second act that was kind of done, and then no third act. Excellent. So scenes were added to the script while they were filming, and they filmed at such a slow pace that the actors said um, at times they would film like a quarter of a page in one day. Or they'd film like an eighth of a page in one day. And usually you film a little bit m- more like quick than that. Um, so it was not a fun. It did not seem like it was a fun experience for the people that were involved in this movie. Which is such a shame because I think I would just be pumped to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, William H. Macy, uh, the actor who plays uh, Doc, uh, Mr. Kirby in the movie, um, he criticized he he was happy to be there, but he also criticized the way things went. And he's like, how do you make a movie with such a big budget and you don't have a script? He's like, he was like super impressed that they ended up with the final product that they had. But he was like, it was just weird. He's like, it's weird that you make such a big budget movie and you don't have a final script ready and you change things at the last minute like that. Um, Joe Johnson uh, said making the movie was like a living hell. And he almost quit a few times in the production. So it did not seem like it was a uh, very fun production. I would have, I would like Jurassic, the Jurassic Park one production seemed like everybody was having like a cool time with it as they were discovering new ways of doing things. So it's interesting. I I think I would just be happy to be there. That's just my my thought. I'm just happy to be there. Are we now ready to go through? I think we are ready to go through. So we pick up and we are. Um, going like we're off the coast of Isla Sorna, which is site B. So this is from, not yeah from the last from movie. the last movie. We don't go back to site A at all. Um, there's a boat, and on that boat is like a it's a like a tour boat, a parasailing tour boat. The parasailing when he brings up the parachute says dinosaur, 
So I'm assuming that this is a business. And but that I can't. Was, I can't imagine it's a legitimate business. No. Yeah, I don't think so. They're not. They're allowed, not allowed to go to this island because it's a wildlife preserve. Yes, the end of Lost World. John Hammond succeeded in making site B like a wildlife preservation. Like there, no one is allowed to fly overhead. No one is allowed to be near the island at all. Um, so it's a stepdad, I assume. I don't think they ever say it. It, it is. It's yeah. a stepdad and a kid and they're parasailing. And they're up. They're just enjoying it. It's really nice. But then the boat goes through like a thick, dense fog. Um, and they're above the fog. And then the boat is kind of rocking. And they feel it in the parasail. And what happens is the fog clears. No one's on the boat. There's blood on the Boat. Are we to assume that was the Spinosaurus? We are to assume it's the Spinosaurus. Okay. Because I wrote Spinosaurus, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know, though? Um, Because Spinosaurus is, is semi-aquatic. Oh. And he's the main villain of this movie. Oh, okay. I had a question for you when we watched this. Uh, uh, and maybe you can clear it up for me here. Um, Does the world know about the island? Yes. I have to assume. Everyone knows about the island. Um, yeah. Because so they all in the because first movie, to, they say the second movie, they say everybody from the first movie signed NDAs, right? Yes. Everyone. And Malcolm broke it. My, Malcolm broke the NDA. So did Grant, though, right? No. Grant writes. A, they said Grant wrote a, wrote a Probably book. Probably after Malcolm, broke, Malcolm the NDA. broke the NDA and went to site B because there's been time between. Yeah, there's like a couple years. Yeah. And um, so the boat people are done. It's the boat's going to crash. So they're the. The stepdad and the kid, they're trying to get loose. They do get loose, um, and they're, like, flying free. Um, you said you'd poop. I Yeah, I was like, I would I would poop myself <laughs> if I was trying to pilot, like, a parachute, <laughs> and I didn't know where I was going, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to land, but I've got, like, a kid on me, too, so this I got to somehow make it, it safe. Right? Yeah. This guy's going through it. I and would I, poop. And I said... In my logical brain, I'd be like, well, I would aim for a group of herbivores. You did say that. You're like, I would aim for a group of herbivores and I would just chill with the herbivores. I would probably stay within the middle of the herbivore herd, probably closer to this, the young. But what would you have done should there have been a carnivore that was trying to eat? stay near the young because the adults would protect the young. Okay. I had a I plan. I would have thought that... The carnivores would go for the young before they do go else. for the young, but the adults protect the young. Mm. Like that's the whole part of being an adult dinosaur. Yeah, they have they got <laughs> responsibilities. Ah, shit. <laughs> um, and then that's kind of all we get. And then we get Ellie's beautiful family. Ellie Sadler. Oh, yeah. She's so got a little baby, little toddler. Ellie Sadler is in- reintroduced into the movie, and she's got some kids, but not with dr grant grant is visiting the kids and explaining no, in, the difference between the herbivore in the first and, movie she talks about her boyfriend oh does she yeah because doesn't malcolm flirt with her yeah she's she's and then, already like, grant, grant kind of looks at him and well no malcolm asks she talks about malcolm at malcolm asks grant in the first movie does like are you cool with me doing this and he's like she's not my girlfriend She's somebody else's. I believe she talks about this man. I'm not sure. You have seen the movie more than I have, though. I'm unless I'm. I I believe that's she talks about them on the dig site, maybe mm-hmm. about how long it's been since she's seen him. 
I would have to review. Yeah, I would have to re 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 review. Um, Alan, um, is still fascinated by raptors. He's, I would say he's more fascinated by raptors because now. He's, he's talking about the vocalizations and how they they he believes that they were talking to each other. This is more than just vocalizations. This is actual communication. communication. And um, Ellie's really into it. She's like she's like I love dinos too. Boom. Yeah. Um, and Alan Grant thinks that like not only are rap were raptors probably the smartest thing in their time period, but they were arguably smarter than primates, which means they're almost as smart, if not smarter than humans. So they, so Alan Grant says something along the lines of like, could you imagine if they were like still around today and like they never died off? Like they would be insane. They would rule the world. And Alan says that because then after he leaves Ellie, he goes to his like, like nerd lecture. Oh, he's doing a lecture on the vocalization of raptors and, and everyone's looking at him. How these would be the dominant species. He believes if the dinosaurs were never wiped out, the world would be run by raptors and not humans. Can you imagine, Brie? <laughs> Raptor lawyer. <laughs> Brie, can you imagine, like, Raptor, President Raptor and, like, Raptor leaders of the world? Well, you know, you also have to assume these are animals. They're not people. But he implies that they are just they as have smart. A so they would probably have a social hierarchy, and there would be... Prize. I am imagining like raptor in Western business formal attire. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clever girl lawyers. I would love I want like raptor stand up comedians. I want raptor um firefighters. I want raptor I want raptor Jeff Bezos. Like I want a raptor billionaires. <laughs> I want raptor protests. I want raptors to be everything um so he like he does this whole spiel all about vocalizations and then his, the lady's like does anyone have any questions and he goes anyone that has nothing to do with jurassic park and then like most of the hands go down or the second island and what happened in san diego <laughs> and then like only one person's hand is like still up and that dude asks like an interesting question if i can remember it properly he says something like Oh, God, I can't remember it. What does he ask? Oh, I can't remember at all. I had it on the tip of my tongue. He says something like, wouldn't they, like, wouldn't they survive regardless? Or something like uh, that. It was something about, like, why, why should you do all this work about raptors? Now, now it came back to my Oh, yeah, yeah. When we could just go to the island and do the research ourselves. And he makes a good point. He said, the thing, dinosaurs lived like millions billions of years ago those are dinosaurs the only evidence you will get of actual dinosaurs is through scientists who studied fossils he's like the things that john hammond created are nothing more than movie monsters i love i love that this franchise just consistently shits on john hammond well and then i we had a conversation like a and you're like well, isn't he kind of right, though? And I said, well, you have to think, like, to make Who, the... Hammond? No, no you. No, I, I you, said... I didn't say Hammond No, the, right. the guy who oh, asked the yeah, question. Yeah. You said, isn't he kind of right? And I said, no, not really, because when they got the DNA, it was missing, like, almost all of it. And they had to fill it in with DNA, like, parts of DNA sequences from other 
animals like so it's like a mix of so it's like this a, thing and that thing so and this it's thing. not an actual dinosaur mm-hmm. it is it's, a, it's a, the closest thing we're gonna get to a dinosaur but it's, but not, it's not a dinosaur authentic dinosaur like it's not going to be the same as dinosaurs that lived yeah millions of years ago billions of years ago right um, and i love that he disavows hammond he hates jurassic park so grant is so much so dealing with the trauma of being in jurassic park that he's like Bro, I fucking love dinosaurs, but I hate dinosaurs. He hates like <laughs> what the creatures that Hammond created. He's like, I love dinosaurs, never want to encounter another dinosaur again. I want to and then, and, and it, it's interesting because later on in the movie, Grant brings up, you know, you can be an astronomer or you can be an astronaut. Or like some people are meant to be astronomers and some people are meant to be astronauts. I wanted to bring this question up to you. Mm-hmm. What are you? Are you the astronomer? Or are you the astronaut? The astronomer being somebody who studies it from a safe place where there is n- not a lot of risk versus the astronaut being someone who wants to experience the thing that they're studying. Like I, I feel like I'm an astronomer who so wants to be an astronaut. But I don't have the but means. But if you were faced with, if you had the opportunity to I be would do the it. astronaut. I'm so, I'm such an astronaut. I'm horrible that way. I, I've, on my bucket list is go to Jurassic Park. No, it's free di- free diving with great whites is on my bucket list. Yeah, good luck with that one. I'm not doing it. What do you think I am? <laughs> You're an astronomer. I am so an astronomer. <laughs> as soon as he said that, I was like, "That's me. I'm the astronomer. I love studying things, and I don't ever want to experience them. I want to be fully immersed in everything I do, and I think it's like." It's just me as a person. Like I so want to, like I want to touch the shark. I want to the see the shark in person. I like I'm so fast. I'm I'm that kid where to make me shut up. My parents brought me to the exhibit at Brookfield Zoo where you could touch the stingrays. Oh, <laughs> just go <laughs> slippery, slippery. Um, remember I, when we went to the museum? And you saw the dinos, and you got like really happy. Oh yeah, Anthony took me to I think at the told field the museum. Before. Yeah, and I at that moment you should have known that I am definitely the astronaut. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm you're like hanging back taking pictures, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all here. Whereas me, I like I like reading about things and I like learning things. But so do I. So I'm like, I am the astronomer who, if I had the means and opportunity, would totally be the astronaut. Mm-hmm. I'm the astronomer that just like really likes being safe. I would rather safe. just be the astronomer. <laughs> being safe and not being in a place of risk. Um, anyway. That's your problem. I, I like that scene where Grant was giving the speech because I think that is probably the most like explanation of his character that he gives where it's i disavow john hammond i fucking love dinosaurs but i also fucking hate dinosaurs he's telling you like i the dinosaurs i like are the ones in the fossil records yeah not these crazy things that were created by scientists who had too much time on their hands Mm -hmm. and then we get you know alan grant goes back to the dig site we meet billy billy who is a graduate student um moron I, I wrote. You, yeah, moron. you said that when we watched the movie. You're like, this guy's a friggin' idiot. And that's because I watched. And I did it not before. remember what he did, so I was like, um, just waiting I'm for like, him to Billy, be an idiot. Friggin' idiot. But Billy does do something really cool. Is he uses a 3D printer to like make a like a 
the windpipe? Well, I don't know the history of 3D printers. It seems like it's such a modern day thing. I wonder when the first 3D printer. Yeah, do give us a quick Google, and I'll I'll just uh, ramble for a little bit. But it seems like such a modern day thing that I had written down in my notes. Well, this is before I knew that Joe Johnson directed this movie. I thought that Steven Spielberg did. I said, did Steven Spielberg invent the 3D um, printer? No, it was the first in, it was first patented in 1984. The first machine was made in 1987. Oh, okay. So 3D printers were a thing. It just seems like it's more of a modern day well, technology. Now, the regular schmegular person can own a 3D printer. Mm-hmm. Where it was probably before only like And now like, any regular schmegular person can go on TikTok and make 3D prints of the rock. Rocktopus. The rocktopus. Um, uh, what were some of the other ones? Arachnid. The arachnid. <laughs> um, what was it? Like. Um, Shrock. Shrock. <laughs> Shrock. <laughs> he did like one where it was Gojira, but it was rock. Yeah. Um, Godzilla, know. but rock. Rockzilla. Rockzilla. Got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, so now we can just do that willy-nilly and, like, it's not as big of a deal as it would be in 2001 when, like, archaeologists and paleontologists are using 3D printers to uh, simulate dinosaur noises. I mean, it was pretty cool. He creates, like, this... I would call it a whistle. Um, it's a whistle. It's yeah, totally a whistle. Um, where it's, like, the vocal... So they can make the vocalizations of the raptors. Of course, it's not going to be perfect because it is... Classic. 3D printed, yeah. Um, but then we get introduced to Paul Kirby, and that is the dad of the kid who William H. Macy's character. Um, went um his kid is on the island. And then we I, have I wrote Prince Raptor Throat. And, <laughs> and he's like, I need to talk to you. Let's have dinner. Grant's like, nah, bro, I'm good. I just like I had a long ride. I don't want to fucking talk to you I don't want to do that. But then... He's been there before. He knows what these fucking rich people want to do with right. his knowledge. And then Billy's like, no, we'll go. So then it's, we got Paul Kirby and then Amanda Kirby. The well, does, doesn't uh, Macy's character th th say, like, I'll write you a check? That's at the dinner. Oh. Um, <laughs> what? Oops. Um, so then we get Amanda Kirby and Paul um, Kirby at dinner with both Billy and Alan Grant. They talk about this fake, like this scam that it's their wedding anniversary. They've got special oh, permission. We're, we're adventurous. And uh, like Tia Leone's character says something like we've already got uh, tickets to the first flight to the moon. Yeah, and they're like, we we got special permission to fly over Isla Sorna. All we want you to do is like go on this with us and tell us the dinosaurs as we pass them. He's like, you're not really gonna be able to see anything. We're not gonna get low enough. And they're like, well, we got special permission to fly low. And, he's, and he doesn't question any of this. And he's like, okay, I guess. And then um, Paul's like, name your price, and I'll write the check. And Alan Grant looks at him and is like, okay, I'll do it. For, for money, money. For and money. so we get in the the scene that follows they're on a plane like a small plane and grand falls asleep and he dreams of a raptor looking at him and going alan 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 <laughs> and i said i wrote down which is the funniest part I, of this movie i wrote down it was ptsd well yeah but the raptor like moving its mouth and going alan well because someone was trying to oh yeah well i know that but it was funny it's funny um, 
and they're flying closer and closer to the island. Anthony didn't pick this up, but I heard it because I was really mm-hmm. paying attention. I was writing over stuff the down. planes, like little like communication. The Costa Rican government saying like you need to come back to the like the airport terminal like you do not have permission to fly over this is a no fly zone and they just turn it off people who are flying the plane what are the consequences of breaking that um probably jail jail yeah i'd imagine i mean death or jail like death by death, death by, by dinosaur dino. yeah. <laughs> um so grant kind of forgot how cool it was because they, they start they look at the dinos and grant's like yeah, this is pretty cool still, but like I, I really don't like dinosaurs and he, anymore. I feel like he knows something's up when like they're not interested. Amanda and Paul, they're not interested in all of the dinosaurs. Amanda's like, I don't see anything, and Grant's like, Well, if you look over here, Mrs. Kirby, like this is this dinosaur, and I'm like, This is like your first indication that they're uh, not. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And then the Guy. the person who's um riding the plane, I'm driving the plane. Piloting the plane. Hot pi- <laughs> Motorizing the plane. <laughs> Took me a couple of tries. Um, was like, oh, do you want me to to land? And um, Grant's like, we are not landing this thing. No way, no how. <laughs> land? And he what? tries to like get up and like, then someone unconsciouses is him. Uncon- he gets unconscious. <laughs> he gets unconscious. I know. I wrote that. Un- and the first thing he says when the- he wakes up, not only are I lo- please tell me we are not on the ground. Who hit me? And who hit me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what? who hit me? And the first thing I notice at this point is like, they're on the game trail from the first movie. This was from the second movie. Oh, I didn't realize where, that. Where, like, this is the carnivore country. This is a game trail. We need to get off this game trail, like, ASAP. And I say, you're on the game trail. You need to get out of here. <laughs> like, and w- Grant's like, we have to get out of here. Um, but they're all yelling. And then she's, loud and Amanda's, stuff. like, on a, a megaphone screaming her kid's name. It is extremely dangerous. Did they forget that they were on an island with dinosaurs? I feel like not only... I think Amanda forgot she was on an island with dinosaurs. Or just didn't dinosaur. give a shit that she was on an island with and dinosaurs. And then you hear like this big roar and someone's like, is that a Rex? And he's and Alan says, no, it sounds bigger. Uh-oh. And so they're like, we need to get... We need to, we need to get out of here. Yeah, so they all get on the plane, they run on the plane, they start piloting the plane, and they run it they into... Left, oh, they left one guy behind, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because he was going to secure, secure secure the perimeter, which you can't really do as one person on an island filled with wild dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, so they, they crash it into the Spinosaurus. As he crunches the guy. As he crunches and munches on the guy. Um, I said, oh shit, Spino Crunch. Spino Crunch. Um, and so they... Cr- they took that from the the fourth idea, yeah. where they they kind of like crash into the spinosaurus and then they crash the plane it's, crashes. It seemed it. like in that fourth i or that third story idea, the one that I listed out in more detail. It seemed like they had a lot there that they moved forward with, and they took out all of that uh, B story about like the dinos on the mainland. Um, and then we get like there they've crashed. Um, and then we see like the Spinosaurus is like it's not as cool of an effect as the first Jurassic Park was, where like the Spinosaurus is a mixture of 
animatronic and CG. You, you said it was a good animatronic. It, the animatronic is dope. Yeah, I love <laughs> animatronics. Um, but the CG is just like, I don't know. It didn't feel as special, I guess, as because everything was moving pretty fast. Yeah. Um, Spinosaurus catches them in the 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 plane crash, kind of terrorizes them. And a I, bit. I told Bree, I'm like, why is the Spinosaurus so aggressive? Like, well, you'd have to admit, well, all like freaking. Aggressive. You know, these are dinosaurs with tons and tons of rage, ho- rage and hor- hormones, you know, dino hormones. Yeah. And they're probably super aggressive. Like there are animals that have aggression, aggression issues. Not our doggy. He is the cutest. No, and he the is nicest. the cutest. Oh, he's not there though. No, I think he's in the couch over. I made him a room. delicious Kong filled with peanut butter and treats. I, so he's speaking of like Kaido's aggression, I said this before about him. To Brie, where I'm like, this dog has no aggression at all. Like, I can put my hand by him when he's eating, and no, he doesn't care. He like he never gets. You can take his food angry. straight out of his mouth, and he's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> he has no. <laughs> I guess aggression. it's not for me anymore. So when he was like a really teeny itty bitty puppy, uh, when like I think it was like within the first month we got him, it was in the summertime, and we get bugs in the house sometimes, and there was a spider crawling. Um, and he was just on, like on following ground. it. And Kaido was just like looking at it and following it. Like any other dog would have either crushed it or eaten it. And Kaido was like playing with it. Like not <laughs> aggressively, not in a way that was hurting it, but just like trying to guide it along. It was like incredible to watch. Um, and then in in the scene, the plane crash, he eats one of the pilots, unfortunately, the only man of color gets eaten mm-hmm. um the plane then falls to the ground and spinosaurus is like kicking it and it's like tumbling and tumbling and tumbling and they're like spinning around in is that. Spinosaurus and i said playing with his food yeah I, and i said man i would probably pass out and throw up because oh, i would totally throw i throw up all over i know like bleh, um and then they are like we gotta run because this thing's gonna just break through it and they run into a dense like forest area which is a good idea because it's not gonna be able to get you but then oh what happens they run into a carcass and they're like don't worry it's dead and then what peeks up from behind the carcass a cool looking t-rex a t-rex and they're like As and we alan immediately says run into the t-rex and alan says don't move and what do they do run and scream away and alan's kind of like no one fucking listens to me and so now you have the t-rex is um running after them but then we get probably one of the coolest scenes of the movie they've never done this in a jurassic park movie to my knowledge and my remembering of the past few is we've never had a dino fight I mean, like the raptors and the T-Rex kind of went at it in the first movie, but but nothing along the scale of what we're seeing in this movie. We do get it in Jurassic World. Yes, we do. We do. But this is the first time we get two animals of similar size going head to head. So the Spinosaurus Um, and the T-Rex start fighting one another. And who wins Brie? Spinosaurus takes a a bite to the neck of T-Rex, kind of like stinks. You hear the cracking sound. I I, I looked at Brie as, oh, shit. Um, so I have an issue with this. Yeah, go ahead. Though the Spinosaurus was significantly larger than the T-Rex, the T-Rex was stronger and smarter than the Spinosaurus. So there is no no belief in me that the Spinosaurus could have actually taken down a T-Rex. So do you, you don't think that just sheer power no, could have the, stopped the T-Rex? The, the T-Rex had more strength than a Spinosaurus. 
Like the stronger so why, animal was the the T Rex. But what does Spinosaurus have over size. the T just size? You don't think it could have been so like in, you're in a WWE is, match. But T Rex is not only stronger but smarter. So you're in a WWE match, and it's the Great Kali versus Rey Mysterio. Second time, second week in a row, I've mentioned the Great Kali versus Rey Mysterio. Um, it's the Great Kali versus Rey Mysterio. You don't think that the Great Kali is just going to overpower the shit out of Rey Mysterio because he's much bigger than him? But if Rey Mysterio is stronger than him... I mean, Rey Mysterio is faster. I think what it would be a more compar better comparison, a better comparison would be like... Who's like the tallest man in WWE? Like uh, in current WWE? Yeah. The tallest or the strongest? The tallest. Like, uh, I don't know, like almost or something. Okay, so like almost versus like. I'm trying to think of like a small guy. Like a, like a shorter, really buff guy. A short buff guy? Yeah. Oh. Uh. Well, you know. He almost is like taller. an AJ, like AJ no, Styles. Oh, almost, almost is taller than um, Brock. Yeah, that'd be like that. That's the better comparison. Okay, like Brock's gonna take him down. Yeah, I would believe that. So okay, no way. okay, now I now I'm on your side. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and for the people listening who have no idea what we're talking about, Google these people: yeah. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> almost like now, now I'm on your side. Okay, so I there's get it no now. way you've put it into language I can understand. <laughs> so there's no way. I do not believe, though these both of these animals existed around the same time. I don't believe a Spinosaurus could take down a Rex. Yeah, well, after that WWE comparison, not as like, easily as it per now I can to be, understand. Could a Spinosaurus bite the the T Rex and like maybe do some maiming? I don't think it would be have been such a, like a total freaking like a crush match. Like no way, mm -hmm. no way, no way. Smarter and stronger, the Brock Lesnar of dinosaurs. No Is way. Brock, well. <laughs> In kayfabe, Brock Lesnar. Oh, you're breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> they don't like when we use that word. <laughs> you can't use that word if you're not in the business. Shut up. Just go. Let's keep going. All right. <laughs> um. So they finally, you know, get to a point where they're safe-ish, you know, and Grant's just like, "Why did you take me?" And they're like, "Well, we we couldn't get anyone to help us." Paul's well, he, like, he we says the stupid shit like. The U.S. Embassy they told, told me they told they told us you should probably the, accept the inevitable, and I was and he's like, "Can you believe that?" And I'm like, eh, yeah. "Yeah, this is an island of dinosaurs. No one's gonna risk their lives for your, a child, your little kid that might not even be alive." Yeah, um, no, so, I completely can understand. Yeah, that. so and he's like, "So the only way these plain people would take us here is if we had someone who's familiar with the island." And Grant's like, "I've never." been to this island and billy's like yeah he was on site a this is site b. there's a site b and they're like there's a site b yes you freaking tomato um, you donut you donut and grant's like how long has it been eight weeks eight weeks dude like the probability uh, of survival honestly like if i was so grant low. i'd be like i think you need to accept that the inevitable well, grant does say that he's like i'm good luck i'm out i'm gonna go to the the shore like the ocean's shoreline i'm gonna try to get out of here mm -hmm. you're on your own um 
And then, so William H. Macy's character is not a billionaire gajillionaire. He owns a paint shop and is like from Oklahoma. So he lied. So so that was a fucking lie. <laughs> um, and then we have this cute banter between, I say cute, between Billy and Grant because Billy is Grant's mentor. Like, yeah. Billy is the mentor is the mentee mentee um and grant's like so what do you think it was and he's like maybe a, a sucomimus and i was like wrongo sucomimus was not as large mm-hmm. and that's what grant says yeah so same like long bill like alligator crocodile like mouth nom, nom, nom. um su- but sucomimus was smaller and so he goes um spinosaurus um who is larger um, some f- cool facts about Spinosaurus. Um, Spinosaurus fact? Spinosaurus factoid. Um, so Spinosaurus um, could detect pressure waves in water. So it's so easy to find out where their prey is because they can literally feel you in the water. The Spinosaurus? Yes. Whoa. Can detect pressure waves. In water. That's OP. That's I know. That's, that's really... Well, then it, they thought at first... Um, well, it was existed in the late Cretaceous period. How do animals get these superpowers? Well, sharks have that kind of power, and so do, I believe, alligators and crocodiles as well. Why can't we get those superpowers? Because we can talk <laughs> <laughs> and have big brains. Um, so... It was first believed that this was a semi-aquatic, you know, and in the recent years, new findings. If you've with, been keeping up with the literature. If you've been keeping up with the, with the literature, it was found that this um, Spinosaurus has a paddle-like tail bones. Um, so it's probably- Like a beaver? Like, um, like it would probably would have gone like this, and I'm moving my hand back and forth like, like an alligator tail yeah. would go. Um, <laughs> like a so it's probably a river dwelling dinosaur, um, and it probably like was almost exclusively aquatic because most of its fossils were found in riverbeds on the bottom of riverbeds, proving that it probably spent most of its life in water. So cool. more aquatic than once believed to be. So that's your new findings. Oh, new findings. New findings. Our um, uh, our dino fans on the pod, uh, because Jurassic Park is actually like our most viewed <laughs> or listened to episode. Our dino fans on the pod are uh, gonna love that you've been keeping up with the literature. And I think it was like on like a news site, and I got like a like an alert. <laughs> <laughs> when anything new about dinosaurs pops up in the literature my phone you, goes so do you like get like a little rush of serotonin when you just see like Ooh. dinosaur notification on your phone Ooh, i was like the literature like, oh, hell yeah the literature <laughs> um that was actually a really big discovery because going from semi-aquatic to probably mostly aquatic which we already believed spinosaurus to... so is this movie out of date yes hmm I believe that it probably wouldn't be so far away from the river. Strike number one, Spielberg. He didn't write this. Johnson. Because I believe Spinosaurus probably wouldn't have been that far from a river. It probably mm. wouldn't be on the game trail hunting. Yeah, why was it on the game trail hunting? I don't know. 
This again, this probably I feel like Spinosaurus just because uh, story wise, that was the best place to put and it. And they wanted the big, the bigger villain, you mm-hmm. know, like was we Spinosaurus already had... like. So I asked you at first, was that a real dinosaur? <laughs> and you're like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then my next question to you was, was it actually that big? Yes, it was the probably the largest of the dinos of the of like the carnivorous dinosaurs mm-hmm. it was huge it was bigger than the t-rex yeah. but again t-rex was stronger so it wasn't like a very strong um carnivore but it was probably very strong in the water like aquaman like have you you go toe-to-toe with an alligator on land you might make it out you go toe-to-toe with an alligator in the water done it's like that that oh god i'm gonna be a nerd so you know in one piece when yes. <laughs> you have the Fishman Island, or not the Fishman Island, the uh, Arlong Park little mini arc that they have in the beginning of the series where Sanji is fighting uh, Kui. No, not Kui. Chu. No, not Chu. I don't remember the Fishman's name, but like when they're in water, like Sanji is at a like, great disadvantage while the Fishman's at a huge advantage. But the moment that they get out of water... Like that's when it should have been easier. It should have been easier to get away from the Spinosaurus out of water. Yeah, yeah. And the Spinosaurus shouldn't have been so far from the river. Mm-hmm. I digress. Um, uh, so as we progress through the movie, we uh, our main characters find a camera and gliding equipment, but then they also find the skeletal remains of the dead BF. Um, but the kid is, uh, they believe is alive and has gotten away, but also it's been eight weeks. So you don't know. He definitely got away from the original crash Mm -hmm. where stepfather probably did not survive original crash. Now, William H. Macy and Tia Leone's characters, they are like discussing something, but then they stumble upon a raptor nest. No, I think Grant stumbles upon the raptor nest. No, he doesn't. It's the uh, mom and the dad. Um, well, he—I know Grant's like this is rap. These are raptor eggs. I noticed right away that they were raptor eggs. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to tell me they're raptor He's eggs. Like we got to get the f out of He's here. Like these are these are raptor eggs. And he, I, as soon as they said raptor, Grant was like triggered. Um, in this movie, so in the first movie the raptors have no feathers in the second movie the raptors have feathers in this movie they have both some of them have some feathers. of them some of them are very much reminiscent of the dinosaurs you found on site a and then others are definitely the ones that we saw on site b before this must be like a clan of both mm-hmm. um so we get a um like Billy. Billy is the stepdad. No, no. Billy is the his. Oh, Billy. Oh, God. I was thinking of Ben. Ben <laughs> is the stepdad because they keep screaming the names throughout the movie. Like uh, the mom character. Like that's pretty much all of her dialogue. All she does is scream. Oh, my God. Uh, the moment that I real that I read, they didn't have a final script in the movie. I was just like, okay, well, that makes so much sense as to why, like, most of that character's lines is just screaming the name of her kid. And it, like, to an extent where I'm like, this is getting out of hand. 
Um, yeah. So Billy, um, he he took some eggs. Idiot. 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 Moron. And oh God, it makes me so angry because the person it, don't mess with wildlife. Leave wildlife well, and, where it is. And it's just like everybody in these movies just makes the worst decisions, especially in the next one. Like the whole the that whole movie is one bad decision. You got Jurassic. I mean, we'll go over in, in it in Jurassic World, but like you got the whole theme park done, and you're like, "Well, we have to go bigger and scarier, or people are going to lose interest." I'm like, "People are losing interest." In no, no, and I think that's the commentary of the movie is just like when you have everything you could ever want at the tip of your fingers all, all the time, then things start getting. Uh, you start getting dis uh what's it called uh disenchanted disenchanted yeah you start getting disenchanted or desensitized to everything so while dinosaurs are cool when the park first opens a couple years later maybe not so much um and then they decide you know we're gonna go to the research lab they see the research lab they're gonna go into it um in the background, you kind of see a raptor. Raptors are stalking. Go or lurking. Um, and they're like going through like uh, one of the parts of the lab. And there's like jars filled with like feed eye of like different the clones, different dinosaurs. And one you get, there's a raptor Which Brie, head. Brie saw one of the dead feed eye and went, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get one jar and there's like a raptor. It looks like there might be a raptor head in there. And I looked at Anthony. And I was like, no, the raptor's behind the jar. Well, because the raptor was like, and here's why the raptor is a, almost like a a vi- like a horror movie villain in this movie. It's a jump scare. It's a jump scare. The raptor was deliberately playing dumb and like deliberately being still to mess with the lady that was. Which would make at him. sense if the raptors were as intelligent as believed. Mm-hmm. I asked you, were raptors that intelligent? And you said, I would not know because I, I do know. not have the skull like. Everything, I am not a raptor. No, everything <laughs> we know about dinosaurs is just conjecture. Yeah. It's our best guess. Some of them very good guesses, like the paddle, the new research that for Spinosaurus had the paddle tail, knowing that this animal in the wild today, a current alive animal also has paddle bones in their tail. So this animal probably moved like this. That's a logical conclusion. We found the, the skeletal remains at the bottom of riverbeds we can make the conjecture like it was probably more aquatic than once believed. Like these are logical things. Brains. We don't have their brains to research. I don't know how intelligent these animals were. Science. Boom. Science. Boom. I wish I did. I wish I could study things like that. It's really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a jump scare. Um, the Raptors, they be looking for their babies. Smart yeah. as hell. I said, I know they they get a raptor kind of like gets trapped. Um, they trap themselves in a cage, but the raptor like looks up and, and sees he, like a little hole that it he's can get like, through. he he he, I can climb. But then they push and like lock the raptor in there, and it starts calling for help. And Grant turns around and says, "It's calling for help," because he, he is knows. familiar. Yeah, he knows with, this whole thing is vocalization. Like that's what he's been studying since he left um, Isla Nublar. So. So Grant is surrounded by raptors outside. He's separated from the rest of the group. Because he grabs, they're running, and Billy drops his bag, his camera bag, which has the eggs in it. And Grant picks it up unknowingly, thinking it's the camera, and it means a lot to Billy. 
Mm-hmm. Because that's what Billy says in the beginning that he's taking pictures of the eggs. No, well, that's what he says. He's take he took well, pictures no, of the he, eggs on the on the plane at the beginning. He says like this is a really important camera case. It protected me. Kind of similar to um, the second movie with um, what's her remind me. With um, she also had a lucky camera. Oh, what's her face? She had a lucky Julianne backpack. Moore's character. Yeah, she had yeah. a lucky backpack. Is her name Amy? No, no, Julianne Moore. <laughs> She's her character's in the book, but not to this degree. Yeah. Um. So we get now he's surrounded by raptors, and then he gets all the raptors get smoked, like not dead, like shot by guns, but like literally there's smoke that's distracting the raptors and he, the kid um that they're looking for is the one who threw the smoke grenades and rescues alan grant and the kid's like a survivalist at this point well i even like alan grant is like you have to be like an insane survivalist like i am very impressed that you've lasted this he's long just like, I like dinosaurs <laughs> um and meanwhile like the one guy falls and gets like by oh, a dinosaur. Yeah, one of the nameless, faceless and, characters and of this the, movie. The raptors aren't around. And so um, Amanda, the wife, is like, We, we gotta go rescue him. We gotta go them. rescue him. And I scream, No, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Because they want, because as soon as she like slips a little bit, the raptors are like right there. Like he, they were using him as bait. Yeah. So we get this conversation between. Um, Grant and the kid Eric and uh, he's like oh your parents are looking for you and Eric's oh my parents are here and they have this nice conversation of uh, the kid's like a big fan of Grant and he's talking about the books and they rip on Malcolm a little bit like oh did you read Malcolm's book yeah I think he's a little too full of himself and it was he's chaos like, this and like, chaos he's like, it was too much chaos and um, the, Grant's like you know we agree on a lot of things then um <laughs> But then Grant, I this is a cardinal sin of this movie. I think and I hate, I hate it, and I'm going to bring up a former podcast where they did this. Um, Grant sees that they that he has like T Rex pee in a jar. He's like, "What's this?" He's like, "What's this?" And the kids like T Rex pee. It distracts. Uh, it repels some of the little ones, but, but it, it attracts it, it one. Attracts the big one. One big one. And Grant's like, "How did you get this?" You and don't the, kid, know. the kid goes. <laughs> You don't want to know. And I looked at Brie and I was like, God damn it. I hate when they do that. They did that in Halloween 3. And I'll be like, you know what? How I did actually you get, really want to know. Get, how did you get Stonehenge here? No, oh, that was a uh, great story. And then nothing. And it's like, no, I really wanted I, to know. I want to know. How did he get the... He probably found a puddle of Rex pee. Like, I really... That's like I'm the, curious. I'm like, I doubt he went up to a Rex while peeing and just like stuck the bottle I just don't out. know what the problem is in writing like one extra line of dialogue that's like i saw a puddle i saw a puddle of pee <laughs> yeah i mean I guess no one really needs like, to know what no we did need to know that though because that's such a cop-out where it's like you don't want what's this incredible thing that you just did uh and how did you do it mm, you don't want to know yeah i do yeah i do um, and then we see an angliosaurus yeah i i called that one i looked at it and i said angliosaurus and you're like yep that's an angliosaurus i go nailed it Got fun it. fact about the angliosaurus Top speed for an ankylosaurus, 
six miles an hour. Slow boy. This boy is slow. He ain't outrunning any predators. That's no. why he is literally all armor. Yeah, he's armed. He, all he can do is fight. Armadillo. There's no there's no flight with the Angliosaurus. He can't he can't go pretty he top speed, six miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um so the kid and the parents are reunited. Great. I guess that's fine. Whatever. And uh they hear the self, the dad's cell phone. And he's like, they're like, how'd you find us? I heard the jingle. And William H. Macy is like, well, I lost my phone on the plane. What, and the Spinosaurus? When the Spinosaurus attacked. So we are to assume that Spinosaurus uh, ate the phone and we're hearing the phone from the belly of the Spinosaurus. And then they kind of, they kind of like turn around and like, there he is. He's just standing there menacingly like a fucking horror movie villain. He's standing there like Michael Myers or Jason. And then, like, Grant's like, run. Yeah. And they get to the other side of the fence, but then, much like a, like a Friday the 13th, <laughs> Spinosaurus runs through the fence. Mm-hmm. Oh, much like Michael Myers in Halloween Resurrection <laughs> breaking through the door. Yeah. And then not only are they dealing with Spinosaurus... But they're de- still dealing with the raptors. And then they have a, f- a new uh, enemy later on in the pterodons. And I said, man, Grant's going through it because they they now find these stairs to go down to the river because their plan is to find a boat along the river, take the boat um, along the river to the shore, get to the shore, get rescued, bing, bang, boom. Mm-hmm. So they're going down these like stairs. Grant kind of like goes to step on something and it falls through and they like grab him back. And I was like, man, Grant has been going through it. This man is This like- is a horrible, horrible, horrible experience. Like this is much, much, much 150,000 times worse than the first time Grant dealt with all of this shit. Like he didn't have to deal with. So he dealt with the Raptors. Sure. He dealt with the T-Rex. Sure. But he deals with all of that on an island in the wild, also dealing with the Spinosaurus, also dealing with Pterodons, also dealing with, um, what are the little guys? The little guys. Compies. 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 Compsignathus. Compsignathus, yeah. Lots of bullshit on this island. (laughs) Um, so there, it's foggy, and, like, Grant knows something's up, like, and then he he looks at... (laughs) Them is like it's a bird cage. Yeah, and then all the pterodactyls. Yeah, them. it's a bird cage. Big birds. Um, this is first book stuff. Um, in the first book, and um, a lot of what's pulled from this one is also inspired by the first. This book. is the first movie we get pterodactyls. And in the first, in the in the book, um, we do get a pterodactyl scene, not like this. They're in the aviary, but they're on flat ground, not on like stairs. Um, but these birds, they. Uh, <laughs> they they're they, big birds they they go after them and it's like we get a like they're gonna go after eric the kid and then billy kind of like rescues him on the parasail well before this grant already knows that billy has the eggs yeah and grant says like well what does billy say because grant makes a point there where well, he's, he's like doing... i was well-intentioned yeah he's like i just wanted to you know, he's like, I could sell them and fund our research. It was I, like, whatever I did. It was done in good intentions. And then Grant's like, "You're just as bad as the people who made this mm-hmm. like island," which is not true. Um, uh, 
for people wanting to get ahead by using something to their advantage is not as bad as the billionaires who played God. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that. Um, but so they're, they're having a tiff. Yeah. They're a little tiff, but not so they're there. They're in the bird cage for bird cage for big ass birds. <laughs> big birds. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Billy, so Eric the kid gets like taken and given to all the baby pterodactyls and the baby pterodactyls. So he's fighting off baby pterodactyls. Billy takes the parasail and rescues it. And Ariel assaults down and rescues uh, Eric. But then um, he kind of gets it. Yeah, then he kind of gets it. Um, oh, and Grant kicks a pterodactyl in the face at one point. Wacha! Yeah. Well, he's not Busta Rhymes doing karate, <laughs> but like that was Everybody still pretty cool. Everybody is doing karate. So should we put Dr. Grant in the Busta Rhymes karate yes. film that we're making? <laughs> oh, Brie, we both looked at each other at the same time, and I think we had the same idea. Crossover. Crossover <laughs> Jurassic Park and Busta Rhymes, Busta Rhymes karate. Can you imagine Buster Rhymes dealing with? He'd be like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> uh, what would this you say? Big like, ass this big ass motherfucker. We're dealing with a big ass T Rex, Barney looking motherfucker, <laughs> and baggy ass overalls. <laughs> and then on the cover for the movie is a dinosaur in overalls. Oh yeah, and be like, it says Buster <laughs> Rhymes, Barney is a dinosaur. From our imagination. Yeah, I and love it. And when he comes, it's what we call a dinosaur sensation. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> okay, um, we're writing this movie. And then, um, so Billy, we kind of assume Billy is dead. We don't get to see Billy is dead, but they're pu- plucking at him. Mm-hmm. Pecking at oh, him. Oh, yeah, they're plucking him. And we right. see blood in the water, and that's usually the universal sign for a deed. Mm-hmm. I stopped taking notes around this time. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> and then they're they get on the boat and they're they're sailing down the river. They get to see like it's beautiful again. Like it's stunning. Like all these dinosaurs coming. <laughs> and then we get there's big old they hear the yeah oh yeah this was a weird this was a weird scene and there were some steaming piles of fresh shit fresh poop i was like this is nasty and then they have to dig through it and i'm like okay so it was endearing to see in the first movie dr sadler so eager so eager to dig into dinosaur poop this one it's just nasty it's It's like why did we need this hot it's hot and fresh yeah it's hot and fresh um and then we get and another dinosaur. Uh, we get the the sir sir. I can't say it. Ceratosaurus. Oh, I have no. Clue. A ceratosaurus. It's the one with the horn on the red one. Oh with yeah, the horn. I asked you which one that is. Yeah, it's a ceratosaurus. It's another, from the movie. It's the villain in the movie Dinosaur. It is a another carnivore. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of just leaves. Yeah, he's there for like a second. He, he leaves. Um, I thought. The poop is fresh, but the poop is fresh. So like, he's Spinosaurus is close. Yeah. Um, we get he they they get attacked. They get attacked. He's Spinosaurus is in the water. Yeah, he's in the water. He's trying to pull them all, like get them, and they're like trying to make a call, 
And like he tries to call Dr. Sadler. And then he gets the kid. He gets the kid and the kid gets distracted with Barney. The, not Buster Rhymes Barney, but Barney. He's like, you need to give the phone to your mom. Um, they go into the cage part of the boat thinking that they're safe. Um, and like Sadler gets to hear just like some of like Grant saying like scream. It's mostly screaming, but like we are like we're on this place like and she comes through. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, she later on. She comes through. Well, the, the Spinosaurus takes them, rips that down, almost like dr- essentially drowning all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they do get free. Um, but uh, William H. Macy's character doesn't want his kid or anyone else to get hurt. So he kind of distracts. He's, it's like a sacrificial move. Yeah. So he kind of like goes to distract, climbing on this like tall like crane. There's gas in the river. Because Spinosaurus bit down on... Mm-hmm. That's gas tank. Uh, on the gas tank. Um, and I and Grant realizes that there's gas all around. So he shoots a flare gun and lights the water on fire. And Spinosaurus is kind of surrounded by it. But Spinosaurus is not on fire. He is a little bit on a fire. A tiny bit on fire. But Spinosaurus fucks off. Yeah, he, he leaves. Yeah. I said barbecue dinosaur. Um, you did write that. I remember you... Saying that as you were writing it, <laughs> a BBQ dino. Um, and then but he just kind of fucks off, and uh, that's the last we see of Spinosaurus. And so they're all alive. Um, they're walking. They're continuing to walk to you know the coastline. Um, and the raptors are back. <laughs> the raptors are back. So they give the raptors their eggs, and the raptors also fuck off. Well, at first, I don't think the raptors were going to fuck off. They thought the wife took the eggs. She didn't. But she wanted to give them back because that's the person they thought had them. Um, Grant, like, blows his little whistle. That's where the whistle comes in. Oh, the raptor throat, the yeah. 3D print. So I think it confuses them, and that's why they F off. Mm-hmm. Because they're confused. Um, they get to the coastline, and the Navy and the Marines are there. They storm the island. Like, it's like Normandy. And I looked at Brie, and I was like, the U.S. Army. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the kid's like, Ellie Sadler, like, wow, this is a pretty good friend. It's like, she called the, the Navy and the Marines. But how were they able to get to the island? Or were they there to protect Dr. Grant? It's like, is that because the U.S. Embassy says, no, we're not coming. Well, they're probably now they're on a rescue mission because the plane went down. But <sighs> you have to imagine if she said Dr. Grant is on this island. Dr. Grant is important enough for the U.S. to a, get involved. Yeah, especially but the kid was not important. Well, enough. it's been eight weeks. Yeah. And it was two. Pe- it was two people. This is like. A bunch. A bunch of people. Yeah. And one of them being a very well-known paleontologist. Mm-hmm. Beloved, I would even say. And then they, so they get on the plane and they leave. And I looked at Brie. I was like, that's it? And then you get like the pterodactyls flying off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like the army was probably just like a pew, pew, pew. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> like, we're not going to let those things leave the island. No. Uh, so I looked at Brie and I said, like, that's it? Like, how underwhelmed? I'm so underwhelmed by this ending. It kind of ends abruptly. We don't get any, like, real payoff with the Spinosaurus. Like, the raptors kind of just go away. I don't know. I just felt very underwhelmed at the end of this movie. Like, it just kind of ended. And they didn't really know how to end it. 
I was upset. The day is ex machina U.S. Army. I guess I was upset that like the we didn't get the T Rex didn't get her moment in this movie. Yeah, every movie the T Rex gets its moment. Her moment. Her moment. We didn't get her star moment. Her story. Her it's her story, <laughs> not his story. Her story. Um. I mean, I guess I was fascinated by the dinosaurs in this movie. Yeah, you like the dinosaurs, but I, I was like, I don't think this movie has anything to say. It doesn't. And, and maybe that's why like, I appreciated Jurassic Park 1 and 2, but this one, it just felt different. It felt like, now that I know that it was written, it was made without a final script in place, I can understand why it felt weird and the pacing was off a little bit and it didn't have anything to say. The big climax of the movie could have been bigger. Yeah, now that I know that they didn't have a third act written. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just went with the flow. So... I liked it. It wasn't horrible. No, I mean, I, we've definitely watched worse on this podcast. I'm looking at you, Halloween 6. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I'll ask you. You're the dino girl. Does this yeah. movie make it to your top 100? No, but it does get a special place in my heart. Just one, just a special. So we have honorable mentions, dishonorable mentions, and special place in Bree's heart. I was like, I love this movie mm -hmm. because I love all movies about dinosaurs. Yeah. Honorable mention to Dinosaur. Um, the Disney's movie. Dinosaur. We ever watch that? That makes me cry. Mm -hmm. That's one of the lemurs, right? Yeah. I freaking love that movie. Mm -hmm. I think that was like my first, well, that and um, Before Time. Name Before Time. My grandma knew what I liked. She just kept pumping it at me. <laughs> like this little girl has dinos. I mean, I eat, I ate like leaves because I wanted to be a dinosaur. I chose herbivore. Yeah, I was going to say, you chose herbivore? You thought the herbivores were the coolest? I loved Brachiosaurus. What about the Loch Ness Monster? Do you think the Loch Ness Monster is a Brachiosaurus? It's just like a... It's a different... A Brachiosaurus in the water? There's an actual dinosaur that it could have been. I forget mm -hmm. the name. It escapes me. Um, I would like to believe that the Loch Ness Monster exists, and until you can provide me... I'm a cryptozoologist. If you can provide me... We've been playing a lot of Horrified, board, the board game Horrified. Unless you can show me solid proof that Mothman does not exist, oh I will continue to believe Mothman exists. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Or do big, you think there's one Bigfoot? Or is there a clan of Big Feet? Yeah. What do you think? Or is there Swamp People? Oh, what was that? Swamp? Swamp? Yeah, but I think it was something like that. Swamp ape. Swamp ape. Swamp ape. Cryptozoology. Cryptozoology. Um, you can go Bigfoot hunting with Jose Consenco. I I wanted to romantic weekend. Anthony and I go to and Virginia, Virginia, and go <laughs> like to the Mothman Museum. He won't go. Bully him. Go. I would not <laughs> put this movie on the top one hundred list. Um, I'm shocked. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, this movie doesn't go on there. It does not get a special place in my heart or an honorable He's mention or a dishonorable mention. I think that this was just a movie. It yeah. was a movie. Drink your haterade, hater. It was just a movie. Um, so I think we're in agreement. I think we're in agreement. And boy, oh boy, do we have the, I, people poop on Jurassic World. I didn't think it was terrible, but I don't really remember it all that well. It's been a while since I've seen it. I mean, I don't hate Jurassic World. I think I, I'm, I hate the the most recent one. 
I completely forgot that movie. I zoned out while watching that when we I'm saw it for the first time. I'm excited to see this new one that's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely going to see it in theaters twice so that we can review it. I'm right. Bring like a little... We got we to go once for pleasure, once, once with a for business. Yeah. <laughs> once with a notepad ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. I There's just something about, like, obviously, I told Anthony, I was like, obviously, I loved Jurassic World. I have... Owen with Baby Raptor. I have blue. The I have Funko my, Pops. Yeah. I have the blue like like stuffed animal that I made at Build a Bear. Like obviously, I love Jurassic World, but I'm like I'm not sure if I love Jurassic World because of it's Jurassic World, or I love it because I love dinosaurs. And I guess that's something that we'll have to consider on our next Jurassic Park. Definitely. Watch. So we keep your eyes peeled for the next Jurassic, um, well, Jurassic World will be the next one we explore. So we've got. So here's our our lineup for the next few weeks. Um, depending on when this one comes out, because I can't remember. I think I can look up my calendar real quick. Um. So, I mean, because we're recording these a little bit in advance, um, we have, we're recording this on, can I say the date? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> we've got will this, be, uh, this Will week this come done? out before or after St. Patrick's Day? I'm, I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Uh, that one. This will come out before St. Patrick's Day. Okay. So. So the next one will be. St. Patrick's Day, what, the 17th? Mm-hmm. Um, the next review podcast that we do will be the Valentine's, or not the uh, St. Patrick's Day special. Oh, yeah. So keep it. So we have got, we've got two coming next week, which is the uh, St. Patrick's Day special, which we'll be wa- watching mm-hmm. Disney's The Luck of the Irish. So keep an eye peeled for that. Keep an eye that's peeled for fun. that. That's coming on uh, St. Patrick's Day. And then the following Saturday. On our normal scheduled time. On our normal scheduled time, we'll be doing Rob Zombie's Halloween. The week after that, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And then tentatively, April 2nd will be um, Jurassic World. So keep, like, obviously, we are, like, burning through these. Like, we're going to be finishing up the Halloween series very soon. We'll Um, We'll be done with Halloween by the end of april so if you have any ideas of what you'd like to see us do next feel free to like message us on our like email Mm -hmm. um or on instagram like make sure you reach out to us because we really want to do something that you would be interested in um we can do more we were thinking maybe jaws i could get into some really cool stuff about sharks into all the spielbergs um, because i love paleontology and i love i love raiders of the lost ark i'm like i love marine biology so if you want to hear a bunch of facts about sharks guess who knows a lot of fun facts about sharks it's the girl who wants way too much stuff about sharks Mm -hmm. you got a tattoo of a shark i do have a i have a tiger shark tattoo Mm -hmm. i'm a toy yeah i mean we'll consider we got some time to consider what our next uh do you want to know why i got a tiger shark instead of a gray white why because great whites just look like blobs blob <laughs> and i didn't want a big blob on my back so what's a tiger shark all right brie why don't we wrap this thing up um we are gonna stop recording pretty soon and if you would like to follow us on any of our socials you can follow my, uh our instagram at review, review underscore, underscore pod. pod 
You can send us emails at reviewpodcast1 at gmail.com. And you can follow myself on Twitter at GLDTV1. And Bree, uh, do, do you want people to follow you? You on? could actively unfollow me on Twitter. Yeah, I don't need do you. Not, do not perceive me. <laughs> I don't need your follows. What, what do I do on Twitter but just like shout into the void about the food I make or like something a book i read don't follow me don't perceive me you're, you're gonna be bored you're gonna be like this woman is the most boring person i've ever met in my so life So what she's really saying is she doesn't need you <laughs> she doesn't need you i mean um, if anyone's dying i, I dare you to find me <laughs> <laughs> so like, like, you can follow us on any see. of our socials you can try to find brie if you want but otherwise just leave her alone leave brie alone just leave, leave her, her alone, alone. <laughs> so um We'll be back in our journey to find the 100 top movies of all time next week with Rob Zombie's 2007 classic Halloween. Oh, keep your <laughs> eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled and your Rob Zombies open. Robert Zombert. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Zombert. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if his name was Robbie Zombies. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, I think I, we should stop. I, I'm Bree. I'm Anthony. And this has been the Review Podcast. This has been the Review Podcast. You can find us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. We will see you next week with Robert Zombert's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. The Review Podcast. Yeah. <laughs>